Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. I... And a very good day, everyone. It's time for the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. And believe it or not, this is already episode 21 on the Sports and Media Show. And uh, Joe, I'm going to let you take the lead on our first topic today. I know you sent this to me this morning, but I'll let you uh, go ahead and explain what we're going to talk about first. Sure. There was an article in uh, The Ringer, which is uh, Simmons's new pl- piece, uh, website on HBO, which it used to be uh, Grantland. Yeah, Grantland, yeah. <clears throat> so here's a bunch of writers, a lot of the same ones, uh, some really good writers there. And one of the writers had an article called Sports Writing Has Become a Liberal Profession. Here's how it happened. And it outlines how sports writers are a lot much more liberal today and saying that there's a problem with that and um, he, he not so much because he admits he's more liberal minded but I find it interesting that people are talking so much about this now. Yeah it was uh, an interesting article about how he thinks that you know I guess a lot of people are not wanting maybe a sports writers not to take a stand as much as they used to in the past and, and i don't is that what you got out of it i don't know I, well I, I i think people value their jobs too much to take a really big stand against some of the some of the issues that uh that are in the regular mainstream press yeah i think i think a lot of it too is it's not really their sports writers this is the big thing in my sports and the media class we yeah. talk all the time what's does society reflect journalism or does journalism affect society? I mean, which one affects the other? I think a great deal that journalists are writing in their time. Like Grantland Rice, the stuff he wrote yeah. in his day was tremendous. Today we'd go on, who is this hack, maybe? Yeah. Um, so sports writers, this writer was talking about how back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, conservatism. But, but listen to this, a couple of things in our times. They, this writer posits um, that the Washington Redskins logo should that be there or not? Um, I'm not sure how, how you feel about it. Well, I mean, um, it is offensive if you think about it on, on, on its face. I mean, I, th- I think 99.9% of the people would think you can't call someone a redskin right. in the world we live today. But it's just since it's, been, it's all like it's always been and thus it is. It's kind of one of those things that, yeah, and, and, but you don't see that many people taking a stand. Now, I know that a few sports announcers have decided when they're calling the Redskins Cowboys game, they'll just refer to, the, the, to them as Washington. Right. Uh, that's And that's not really taking a stand. That's just taking a kind but, of a... But people would take that as a yeah. stand. You're taking a stand yeah. against saying it, which isn't this over, let me hit you over the head on the soap yeah. and be on a soapbox stand, but it's a stand, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, also, the fact that um, LGBT athletes ought to be welcomed rather than shunned. This is the one that I'll probably get in trouble with. I don't think that the younger society today worries about that as much as older society does. I don't think you get in trouble. I think that's absolutely right. You hang around with younger people yeah. with, with sons, and, and, and I've got my daughters, and they don't really. As a matter of fact, I play golf, and you know, golf historically yeah. is a very conservative. Yeah, oh, so, as a matter of fact, there was an article, and the AP writer who covers golf yeah. did a survey of how many people would actually go golfing with Trump. Eighty-nine percent said yes. Uh, I would, you know, yeah, I would not? too. I mean, <laughs> if the president asks you, why not? But it's more conservative than say basketball, where it's completely different demographics and what having there. Yeah, but I, we've had these kind of talks, you know, behind the scenes of my friends, even at work. Is 
I don't think being LGB, whatever, all that, it matters to young folks. It's part of what they've grown up with it. And to me, I, I get it too. It, it's not something that's that big a deal anymore. I think some people try to make it a big deal, but mostly if somebody gets, you know, uh, Something happens bad against is somebody from you know from that area, but I think right now that that's the least of our worries, and I don't think Agreed. sports writers has that bit. Sports journalism should have much to say in that. No, and and if they do say something about it, oh okay, it's not. It's, I mean, like what we're saying right now, it's just part of life. I mean, it look, is. There's children starving on the streets of America. I would prefer our people worry about that and take a stance. That's my personal one, than worrying about what orientation someone is. Right. And, and, and the third one was head injuries. Yeah. People, uh, this writer's positing that people who are, are wanting to focus on that and get people not to play football or, or just focusing so much on head injuries are liberals. I mean, there are people that, that, that think that way, and, and this head injury thing is, you know, I don't think it's gotten out of hand, but it's now something once somebody gets hit with a head, any injury with uh, above the neck it's like immediately now everybody you almost see like a state of panic i was up right. doing a basketball game last night a kid got hit in the head and you could see like two or three other people went over there to make sure and they're making him do exercises to see that he's all right and it, it, i'm not saying that's wrong but you can definitely see that the head injuries have affected society in a in a, in a, in a major way in the last what 18 months 24 months right I, I, and I don't think of the, any of those as a liberal or conservative. I mean, since when is being polite or not being prejudiced or, or worried about health a liberal or a conservative yeah, issue? I think it's just being a person. You know, everything has to have a label these days, though. You notice that? Right. So if you're not labeled something, then you're not a person. Just be a, be a decent human being. You know? And how is this? I mean, 20, 30 years ago. These arguments or perceptions would be different, right? Oh, it's yeah. sports writers just reflecting the times. Yeah, and exactly. Like Harry Carey today, if he was on the air today doing the Cubs games, couldn't do what he did when he was on the Cubs games in the 70s no. and 80s. He would be labeled uh, an alcoholic. He would be labeled somebody who and was maybe promoting, he was. <laughs> promoting alcoholism. <laughs> Uh, and you know, talk, saying names backwards. It, it, people would have called him uh, some kind of gibberish fool. To me, that's just part of the legacy of growing up, getting to, to hear and see Harry Carey and Jack Buck and the way sure. they did things it was awesome. But now everybody would have to put a label on them, and it just can't things be the way they are. Yeah, and, and things is, is the way they are, like you're saying, but times always change, yep. and things are changing, and it's okay. It's okay that people have different points of view. But, but like you said, talking about sports writers as liberal or conservative, it doesn't really matter. So if we're interviewing, like Stephen Curry said, about saying whether or not Trump was an asset and saying, well, I think he's that, but take away the ET. Yeah, the ET, I saw and that. And then yeah. you have St uh, Curry and you have Popovich and all these talking. Those aren't sports writers being liberal. They're covering this news. That is news when a top player is saying that, right? Yeah, it's not the sports writer. It's the sports writer is doing his job. He's reporting what Stephen Curry said. He's right. reporting what Popovich says. He's reporting what Michael Jordan says. He's reporting whatever somebody says. That's not taking a stance either way. Now, if he adds something to the story that says, and I agree with, then, then that goes the next step. But I don't think that's what you were talking about or what most of the folks who are labeling uh, the conservative or liberal movement are, are saying either. It's that they're, they're kind of throwing all of sports under one umbrella instead of individual stories, uh, you know, piece by piece. Oh, I agree. Uh, one, one other thing, and there's a whole lot of it, I'll just stop on this one, is said uh, today, as recently as the turn of the century, you could find columnists banging, hanging Alex Rodriguez's 252 million contract around his neck. And he goes, nobody writes much about free agency like that anymore. Well, when Alex Rodriguez wrote that, 
his salary was higher than some teams. His yeah. annual salary was higher than the Minnesota Twins and the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> I mean, there was nowadays when people get these high contracts, they're all getting it, right? Yeah. It's not as big of a news, don't you think? I, I think after a while, you become numb to the dollar <laughs> no. amounts in sports. Right. right. You don't know. I mean, I saw, you know, uh, where you know, they're going to say, well, Paul George, if he doesn't get traded, he gets a $213 million contract next year. And I'm thinking, in my, and this is how we've changed. In my mind, I'm thinking, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I thought he might be closer to 250 to 280 to 300. That's where the big NBA right, guys are getting. Right. So we have all become numb to the amount of money that uh, sports, you know, professional superstars make these days. And you know, A Rod is A Rod. There's every you know, people have you know kind of labeled him over the past few years anyway. He's got more than a raw deal, in my opinion. Now he's earned some of the raw deal, but sure. Keep in mind, he still was a heck of a player. Well, he would. Arguably, he, he was like many players. They were great players beforehand and enhanced yeah. it. And I'm not here to say if it's good or bad. But, yeah, he was a hell of a player. I mean, you and I on steroids, we're still not going to make it no. past maybe double A exactly. if we even get the single A. There you go. Uh, other stuff on your mind is we can sports the media. I did see where the uh, Kings radio guys were pulled off the air. Uh, I don't know if they were going to go back on a day or not because they called Vlade Divac, uh, Divac, the GM of the Sacramento Kings, a moron. And they said he, he shouldn't. He's not uh, for, for trading to Marcus for Cousins. For trading to Marcus Cousins, and I think that what the main story was, they thought the Kings had put some pressure on the station because they're the flagship for the Kings broadcast. The Kings say no, and the and the, and the flagship station says no. They just pulled them off because it was unprofessional. But sports announcers, I mean, if you have a sports talk show on there, they're going to have opinions on what. Is going on in your market, and if, even if you are carrying the Kings, to let those guys and they didn't fire them, they just suspended them for a day or two. That's a, that's a to me that's a that's a fine line there. Do you agree? I I just think it's a dumb move because by suspending the broadcasters, that's casting more light on those comments. It's a megaphone effect. Suddenly everybody's going to start talking about it. Whereas if you have it, it probably have been yeah they said it and no big deal. But they they. Have had more. There's more people looking at this right now from that effect. And some people will say that's why they did it. They. I don't think they're that smart. I just. I don't. I I see so many stupid PR moves. It's like let's not put our games on the air on radio because no one will come. No more people (laughs) will come. And, And here's the other thing: is the difference is. I don't have a problem with them suspending it. Isn't he an employee? Because broadcasters are employees of the teams. And He's an employee of the station. They're not employees of the teams. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So. some are, some aren't. Yeah. Right. So if if you're if you're supposed to be promoting that team, so to speak, it's it's kind of tough. Because imagine if you're we were doing a radio show and we were talking about issues, and then we're also doing EIU, and then we have a problem with EIU. There's that conflicts of interest that we've talked about. Yeah. I don't think. I wouldn't have suspended them, would have you? No, I don't think you can unless it would have been improper language, right? Uh, or you know, call you know something that was you know really slander, or you know. So I don't, I, I wouldn't know, but I think it got them some attention. I think the Kings have been getting a lot of attention this week more than they have in a long time. So <laughs> right, either good or bad. Uh, let's go locally though. There are some media in the Champaign area where we broadcast this out of Charleston, Illinois, that are really. Uh, on John Gross, the Illinois basketball coach's case, to try to—they're uh, really calling for his ouster. So who, who particularly? Uh, some of the Champagne media. You know, the Illini HQs had stories. A lot of the fans are writing on the Illini HQ. Is the Champagne board. News Gazette? Yeah, Champagne News Gazette. Mostly, their forum is where some of the people and the not fans the writers are so in. much. The writers have questioned it, but you know, uh, it, it, whether or not it's time for him to go, or whether they're whether or not Mike Thomas is looking for a new coach up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it's it's one of those things where you know you know Illini basketball has always been kind of one of those 
things that kind of gel everybody around here in sports together. Oh, it's sure. the one thing that people follow, even if they don't really like Illinois. Right. Uh, it's still something. It's been big. They've been in a couple Final Fours in the last you know twenty years, and they've you know had some good runs. So, um, your thoughts on uh, Coach Gross's media coverage in, in Central Illinois? Well, I'm. Um, I haven't read the particular ones that you're talking about, but I know the sports editor up there is one of our alums, Matt Daniels, yeah. who is an exceptional sports journalist. And that paper actually last year got an APSC for one of the top ten in the country. Yeah. So um, knowing Matt, I would say that if he's talking about a coach being having to leave, he's looking at some specific details. Actually, one of their other writers up there, Scott Ritchie, who's really a really good yeah. uh, reporter too, one of our alums, uh, I suspect those two aren't just throwing out and and yelling like the difference between say I sent you that one article yeah, we were talking we'll talk about. about that next. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that in a yeah. minute. I haven't seen enough about it. I think you're more the expert on this, so I can't really comment. Whenever anybody talks about whether it's on Facebook, what do you think about this issue? I'm like, show me the story because yeah. we have to really look to see what's going on. I know on. the Decatur Herald Review. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Sports guy Tupper. Tupper has you know has pretty much said that he thinks it's time for a change and so it just it's out there right now in Central Illinois and it's usually because usually they don't go out that far with a guy that really hasn't done anything quote unquote wrong right. uh, obviously they haven't won as much as they thought and, and they're actually playing a little bit better now so it's even a tighter situation up there with Mike Thomas and, and the University of Illinois sports I, I, well, let's, I, let's, let's switch to the story in Boston okay. go ahead and set the set the precedent what happened in Boston okay and, I, and I, I don't have the exact person's name in front of me but there's a there's a beat writer who covers the Boston Drellich, Red Sox. I think his name yes, is Drellich. yes that is and then there's two people i don't know if it was wbeei or something like -E -E that yeah. is that it yeah, yeah. Um, out of boston and um, they've been talking about different things about the team about who should be they, they interviewed oh farrell wasn't it john farrell yeah they interviewed the, the boston red sox manager mr farrell yeah. and um it was really a softball interview and and you know depending on the forum sometimes it is sometimes it's like if you're on the team broadcast you're not going to do it and, but, in, and in spring training there's a lot more softball uh kind of but, you know, uh, interviews because Correct. you're not playing anything for keeps right now. You're just kind of, hey, how the guys How's doing? How's the team going to go? How they yep. get along? You guys going out for the good restaurants? And, and a lot of that stuff is fun because spring training is probably more fun than major than going to a regular oh, game. It's just I, it's I, I prefer it. Yeah, you know, everything's cheaper. And I, I understand probably, and I didn't hear the entire interview, but I'm guessing that's kind of the, in the light of it. Have you played it good was. golf in Florida and all that stuff? Yeah. All right. And then the, then what happened? Go ahead. Well, this, well the sports writer then uh, called him out and said it was a soft, bunch of softball questions. So, they invited him on the show, and he goes on. I can't believe he went on. Well, I'm surprised there because, yeah. as you know, as we all know, this, we're having two different audiences. Yeah. The radio people, by and large, are looking for well, not all, but I mean, no, for this type of show, for a sports talk show, the controversy the ratings, is, ratings, ratings, yes, right? Yes, Controversy. Yes. Uh, and this reporter is a beat writer who's trying to cover things. He's right. he more objectively know, yeah. as much as possible. He right? wants to know who the second string catcher is going to be and what the bullpen makeup is going to be. And right. he doesn't care where the, co where the coach played golf today. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, but he's also used to asking the tougher yeah. questions. And tough doesn't mean gotcha, or I even hate that phrase, but asking tougher questions about what's going on. And he would just get blasted if he did a softball interview and said. And, and but we actually do sometimes. I mean, there's a time and place for it when you're just trying to get a couple of little pieces of information, yeah. but it's not all the time. So he gets on there and. They start baiting him and start saying, well, who's the worst sports writer around here? He goes, I'm not going to answer that. I have to work with these people. Plus, yeah. that's not what we're going to do. And then the next line is the one I thought was telling is going, um, 
Well, we call out people all the time. And it's like, that's the difference between sports talk radio and sports journalism. Not that one's better or worse, but they're completely different. They are two different entities, even though a lot of us have went together and, and, right. and done a lot of things together in, in the overall industry because you have to to survive these days. But you are right. A sports journalist and mostly a beat reporter is out there finding facts and, and, and recovering the team right. on the day-to-day -day happenings where sports talk radio, they love controversy. Sacramento sports talk radio probably has more listeners today than they've had in right. wherever. Right. Boston's probably Probably does as well and you know right now in Indy in Chicago Minnesota right now because we're, we're filming this show and, and recording this show is right before the NBA trading deadline there's right. everybody's turning into sports radio right now to see if these people have been traded or not so it's very interesting. and also times. what their takes are you know yeah. everybody's about takes and there's people that are gonna call up mad I mean right now I'm a Pacers fan uh, you know if I'm when I when I watch the NBA and I know Paul George is possibly gonna get traded today and I know there's people that are probably calling the Indy sports station well, how can we trade Paul George there's other ones calling well we gotta trade him he's terrible you know and so that's what sports radio is about and that's the difference between sports radio sports talk radio and and a journalist who's writing stories about a you know a team so yeah a journalist a sports journalist who's in the locker room all the time knows a lot more yep. than someone who's not what especially fans who like when it comes to the Pacers I'm a fan if I'm, I'm another blowhard you know yep. out there doesn't know what the heck <laughs> I'm talking about right there you but go. if you're talking about some other issues we do know one of the I don't know if you noticed this week there was a couple stories about the Rio Olympics the, the sites down there in Rio de Janeiro. Now, the Olympics just got over, what, seven, six months ago? Yeah, I'm terrible last math, summer, you know? yeah. They are already almost in ruin down there. The swimming pool is green, the paint's coming off, the track and all this stuff. It is amazing the amount of billion, millions of dollars, maybe billions, that went into that. Probably billions. And seven months later, no one's watching over these stadiums or tracks or, or swimming pools, and it's in ruin. and. I just don't know if Rio has to be thinking, man, what do we do? A lot of their bills aren't being paid right now. The police department's not being paid in Rio. So having the Olympics, I know there's a chance LA is going to get the 2024 Olympics here within a few months. That is, it's amazing of what's happened. Well, it's supposed to be a celebration of, of a country, right? But there are some countries that, frankly, shouldn't have it because they can't afford it. You have countries like that, and then we have China, who, uh, the way they're set up, they created the cube and everything. Yeah. They put out all these things, end up being, what, white elephants where yeah. no one's using it. But they can absorb it a little bit more. The United States, if it's in L.A., we could do it, no problem, because we already have the infrastructure in place. I'm going to guess 90% of the venues are probably there or can be, you know, Yeah, we don't have to build all these things. I mean, because when, when we do the soccer venue, you can, I mean, you, you can use Orlando, Chicago, Boston. You have all these different places to use it. Rio didn't have any of that. Yeah, so there, if you want to Google some really sad pictures, yeah. Google Rio Olympics. So other stuff on your mind this week is... Well, I, I sort of gravitate sometimes to these fun stories that kind of weird. Did you read anything about the meat pies and that... The, the soccer guy? I, I saw the video on ESPN <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, the awesome. backup goalie was eating a pie on the uh, on right. the bench. Well, uh, not, uh, all about gambling. Not that we're promoting gambling, uh, <laughs> but um, when 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 there's gamble, I mean uh, events going on, people are going to say, "What are the odds in the Super? What's the line?" It sort of gives us a sense of yeah. who's probably going to win and the favorites. Not always that way, but there's always these side bets. And one of them, this guy's name um, is uh, oh, I'll have to think about here in a second. <laughs> Wayne Shaw. Wayne Shaw is a goalie for this fifth tier English soccer. What's really cool about English soccer is that they throw all these teams together and they compete in the FA Cup. And what happened is they got all the way to the like fifth round to play Arsenal, one of arguably one of the best, best teams, teams in, there, in, yeah. in English Premier Soccer. And he, this guy's 6'2", 322, or as they say in English, 23, uh, 23 stone. <laughs> and he's 46 years old. He's really the manager. He's like the second, he's the backup. Yeah. And one of the, one of the bets was, He'll eat a pie sometime during the game. It'll be broadcast. And they gave it eight to one odds. <laughs> well, people bet on it, and he heard about it, and he goes, 
we're down by a bunch. I'm going to eat a pie. He's not on the field. <laughs> yeah. So they ended up calling for his job and everything. This is a guy who sleeps on the couch and is trying to keep this team together. I mean, it's really like a semi-pro team playing yeah. against the top tier because if we had that in this country. And they're calling for his name and he finally resigned and he's crying about not wanting to. You know. This has become worldwide coverage. A guy so, eating yeah. a pie on the side for this 8-1. to nine, and, and he didn't even bet on himself. He just did it because he thought, it was oh, funny. that's pretty funny. Let me do it. And I think it's funny. I think it's great. I, there's no way the guy... How how could anybody legitimately call for him, to be, for him to be fired? If he didn't bet on himself, he did it out of fun. And again, it goes back to the, the what the world is. Fun. And we are way too serious about everything. There's, yes. there's times to be serious, and there's times the guy ate a pie. <laughs> he didn't do anything bad. Nothing. Nothing. He's, and he, he's eating this meat and uh, potato yeah. pie or something. <laughs> it's funny because the FA guy in charge of enforcement, enforcement yeah. says, Integrity is a, in sport is not a joke, and we have opened an investigation. This is a joke. It's well, a funny. This is the great thing about sports. Instead of this feel-good story of this team, yeah. this bunch of semi-pros going all the way up to play Arsenal, we're talking about it, eating a pie well, and a guy getting suspended. Think about it. Marshawn Lynch made millions off eating Skittles on the bench for the for, or for the Seahawks. Remember? He had him. He had he had a little drawer in the in the, where the cabinet was on the sidelines where he was eating Skittles, and nobody said anything about that. That's because probably because no one put a bet. Ha- yeah, what no are the odds? Yeah, or you know, yeah. although it should make a difference. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Who cares? All right, we got time for one more. Uh, one more, Joe. Uh, story Do we have today. time for yes, that? Yes, let's go. Let's okay, go. it's my birthday. We can go a little oh, longer. It is your birthday. Happy birthday, Thank Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Um, about baseball, actually, I was starting to think about this a little bit more, but they're trying to make some changes in there. Oh. One of which is so the commissioner's arguing about I want this in place. If not, and I think a couple of them were. Um, intentional walks, you can just point the first base. That, that one's in effect, yeah. And then, this was last night or this morning, it actually, they yeah. approved it, the yeah. Baseball Association. The other one is the one you talked about, putting runners on second base, which I don't think is no. going to happen. But they also want to pitch count and all these other things in baseball. Do you think baseball needs these things to, to, to grow and succeed? I don't think they need them to grow and succeed. Now, the intentional walk, to me, That's I, a it, makes, it makes sense to me because... I don't really, I've never, how many times really has a guy stepped across the plate and hit the ball? Maybe once in a hundred. Right. A thousand. Yeah. So, it, what's the big deal? Put him down there. You know what? It just speeds the game up a little bit, and it's dumbed. Now, I've heard people say, well, the reason you want him to throw because their arm gets out of place, and then they may walk the next two guys automatically because they're not used to throwing. Right. Really? Come on. The guys, you're trying to walk a guy. Speed the game up. It's, it's. Not that big a deal. I completely agree, but what the funny thing is, is no sooner did they pass that Major League Baseball, is last night Texas A&M, the, um, they were, because of an intentional walk, the guy threw a wild pitch, oh, really? and they win the game. There you, <laughs> you go. It, but, but there's a difference between the college and the pros, but I still agree. Yeah. Just point to first base. Yeah. Or here's here's something Steve Phillips brought up, uh, the former GM for the yeah, Mets. I and love this other. guy. By oh, way. I do too. He's tremendous. He said... He was against some of these. He doesn't have a problem with the intentional walk. But one thing that he was saying, going, well, if you want to be radical and you want to speed up the game, why not start everybody with a one-and-one count like they do in girls' softball and several others? Or what I've always said is, why are it? Why, why are it? Why is <laughs> there four balls and three strikes? Why can't it just be two balls or two strikes? Right. And I think originally it was eight balls and four strikes oh, if you like, okay. before the 1900s, okay. uh, which is really crazy. Yeah. The games would be six hours yeah. now, right? But pitching changes are something that cause. I mean, do you want to limit the number of pitching changes? These are all things they're yeah. talking about. I don't think you can limit the number of pitching changes. I do think that you can – I don't think – to me, I've coached baseball my entire life, you know, and I and I know it's on a lower level, but I've coached in some state tournaments and Ohio Valley tournaments and stuff like that. Pitchers, kids, these are young athletes. They get ready quicker than we. They don't need unlimited time, if right. you know. 
these are kids and they're athletes. They're in shape. You right. stretch out a little bit. You throw a few. You make sure that you got a little sweat going, and you play baseball. Right. You know, we don't need the the, the hours and you know all this stuff. That Plus, it's youth baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or softball or whatever. Even it the kids, but these guys are the, at the top of their profession. They don't need thirty pitches to get warmed up. You know, they need to stretch and throw a few and get a little sweat going and get the breathing heavy, and then throw. I mean, right. But they they way overdo things in in, in all pro sports. This will be an interesting story to keep covering to see because yeah. you know that writers are going to weigh in on this too. Yeah. Those liberals and conservatives, <laughs> you know. As we wrap well, it, back I don't around. even know what the liberal conservative view would be on any of this. Whatever, probably whatever we said will be the other one. So there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we appreciate you tuning in and all the stuff we get from you all. This I'm Jeff. Did you want? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm, one more story. I didn't know. Joe, if I talk oh, to Walking Dead oh, real quick. Oh, Walking Dead. Yes, we got it. Walking okay, Dead. sorry. I know we're going along. No, that's all right. But we're, it's the Walking Dead. We'll do. Uh, we'll do two minutes on the dead. Go okay. Ahead, I just thought the writing was tremendous. A couple of lines. You were asking my favorite line last week. This week, when he says, "I figure anybody who owns a tiger can't be that bad." Yep. When Daryl tells Morgan, "I yeah. love that line." No, the, the tiger and is getting so much attention, and then Jerry. The, Jerry is the best. He Jerry, was even on the t- talk. Yeah, to walk, yeah, the talking head. Yeah, Jerry has become has got a cult following. Now, his funny is, now I, I want to ask you, I love this last, last week's episode. I did too. But my kids didn't. Why? I, they didn't think there was enough action. So I, I, you know, and I thought that, like you said, the writing and the dialogue was really good. It was tremendous. They brought in the new character, who, by the way, was a very not homely looking lady, but you were fascinated because of how her actions. And that her whole group signals. made me think something out of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like this group coming out and very there's reserved. There's more of them that's going to Oh, come, this is interesting and throwing them down. I yeah, think but, I think uh, Rick needs a tetanus shot though after being thrown down the pile. Yeah, there. and then you know, people talking here, some of the younger kids at East Carolina University, eh, not enough action. So it's funny how. That episode kind of segmented. It's amazing how, how amazing how wrong they can be. Us old guys got it, and the young <laughs> we guys. We understand it. We know it. I mean, even at that one line when Morgan tells Daryl, we're all holding on to something. Yep. I mean, there's just so many great. Sometimes in the show you're going, eh, there's yep. not really anything you can think about. Well, when Daryl didn't tell Carol the truth, you know. I mean, that that was an intense scene. And that hey, was a great scene. And you don't know what's going to go on with Carol. Is she going to be the wild card, or is she just going to just stay there and we're never going to hear from her again? It's it, You know, there's... It's, they've done so much better this season. I feel like it's 100% back. And I'm now excited again to watch the show, Sunday. don't you? you? You love for Sunday to come, but you don't want it to get here because you have to go back to work the next day. I've never watched a show where I'm going, wow, 58 minutes? I've got three minutes left? I that know. show just flies. You're exactly right. All right, Joe, well, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. This is Jeff. This is Joe. This is the Sports and Media Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports back next week.